power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Everybody's voice will be perfect. Whether you are alto or soprano or bass or even if now your singing part cannot be defined, when you get there, you will find a part and it will be perfect. Can you imagine perfect harmony? Oh, and impeccable instruments. And then it will be nice, Papa. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for the Lord once again. So we thank God for our 2019 Christmas service. Amen. Amen. It was interesting. Christmas service, I mean by, by Christmas service time, all the students have gone, so they are empty chairs. But it's, it's, it always carries a different feel. I don't know if those of you who have been here for a while, you, you've, you've noticed it. It's like the fewer the merrier. Amen. Yeah, but we, we thank God. We thank God. Amen. All right. Today is a Christmas service, so I'll put a break on the series I'm dealing with now. Let's let the unclean spirits rest small. You know, I've been doing a series on unclean spirits. I've done, I think, six parts so far. And let's hold, let's hold the unclean spirits for now. Let's celebrate Jesus today. Amen. Yeah. So, so today I'm going to talk about something else. We'll resume with the unclean spirits in the month of January. Amen. So we thank God for Christmas. How many of you like Christmas? It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful time. Amen. I was listening to one preacher. He said, it's as if during, when he was small, it was as if during Christmas time, the, 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 the parents beat less. It's like the lashing is less. The food is more. It's like, those days he wishes he could freeze the time. Which is it was you could just press pause and life will be just like Christmas, like that. You know, Christmas time you can get away with a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And you're small, if you're going to take something from the fridge, you must you must always ask. But Christmas time is like, oh, just free for all these are, you know. How many of you can relate to what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a beautiful time. Today I want to share with you a, a short message. It will probably be my shortest message of the year. I know you don't believe me. I know you don't believe me. I know you don't believe me. But they say when somebody says, trust me, it means watch him well. <laughs> uh, but this one, trust me. Trust, trust, trust me. It will be my shortest message of the year. Hallelujah. Very, very short, but long enough to cover all the vital parts. Amen? Yeah. You know, Christmas messages can be very tricky. It can be it can be very very tricky. It's like it's the same story, the same. Yeah, if you say that, yeah, the children will say. <laughs> it can be tricky. Christmas, Easter, and those. It's like it's the same, you know. So, what what are you going to tell us that we've never heard before? You know, that kind of thing. But I believe there are a lot of angles from which you can look at the Christmas story. Amen. 
Today, I want to preach to you something, a brief sermon, brief sermon. I've entitled, In the Fullness of Time. In the Fullness of Time. Everybody say, In the Fullness of Time. My whole sermon is in one sentence. When you catch that one sentence, that is it. Hallelujah. Because God gave me this message in relation to our theme for the year, which is the year of possibilities. In the fullness of time. I want us to turn to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I want to show you that the whole issue of Jesus Christ coming was something that took a process. It took time. And in the fullness of time, everything came together. Jesus coming was God's most important agenda. Hallelujah. And even with that one, he manifested it in the fullness of time. That should tell you that that is how God does his things. Amen. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Christmas is the result of God's integrity. When we say integrity, it means you do what you say, you say what you do, what we see is what we get. The word integrity comes from the word integer, which means a whole. That means that you are not fragmented. It's not, it's not like you are this today and tomorrow you are like this. The way we see you, that is how you are. God's integrity. And when God speaks something, his integrity is at stake. And so he has to honor it. Hallelujah. So, so Christmas, the, the, the coming of Jesus Christ was as a result of God's integrity. He spoke something and he had to make sure he made it come to pass. Hallelujah. Now, Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. This was after Adam and Eve had messed up. God had a perfect plan for man. Put man in the garden of Eden. Had brilliant plans for man. The enemy came in, spoiled the plan, caused man to fall. And when God came onto the scene, naturally he was upset. So he had to deal with the situation. So the Bible said he told the woman that in labor, in sorrow, you shall conceive your children. For the man too, he said, this thing about just waking up and getting free food is over. You are going to work sweater before you get food to eat. And to the serpent, he cursed the serpent. It's believed the serpent had legs. He had probably hands and legs in those days. He said, now on your belly shall you go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. You see, the, the serpent was two in one. It was both the serpent and Satan. Alright? It was both the serpent and Satan. It's like Satan went to negotiate for the body of the serpent to carry out his agenda. Alright? So this part of it, he said, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed. So he was speaking to the Satan component of that complex. Now, as for the serpent component, he had cursed it, cut off the arms, and said, you walk on your belly. He said, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This was a promise God was making to Satan that I had a perfect plan for man. I had nice intentions for man. You came to ruin it. You did it through a woman. But 
and I promise you, he said, somebody will come through the seed of the woman. You will bruise his heel. You are talking about Jesus Christ now. You will crucify him. You let them spit on his face. You will lash him. You will carry the cross. You will pierce his side. But I promise you that eventually he is going to crash your head. Hallelujah. This was a promise God made to Satan. And as a result of his integrity, he had to make sure it came to pass. Let's read Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. So Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, this was like some 3,000 or so years after this promise was made. I'm showing you that everything ensued in the fullness of time. Isaiah 7 14 he said therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel so this was the word of God Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 let's go to Luke chapter 1 Luke chapter 1 let's start reading from you give me verse 30 let me see what's in verse 30 and let's read down so now an angel appears to Mary. He said, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Next. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. So the angel was given Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 as a word from God to deliver to Mary. So he came with a word from heaven to deliver unto Mary. Next. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Next. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Next. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be seeing I know not a man? This was a manifestation of doubt. Just like a lot of you ask, I mean, God has said certain things. How can this be true in my life? I mean, I don't have the necessary connections. I don't have the necessary know-how. I don't have the necessary skills. He said, how can this be? Seeing I know not a man. Next. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, anything is possible. If Elijah can run ahead of a king's chariot, due to the presence of the Holy Ghost then it means when the Spirit of God comes upon you anything is possible the impossible becomes possible the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and he took the jawbone of an ass and he slew 1,000 men just like that if he could do that with the jawbone of an ass I wonder what he could have done with a sword 1,000 men and it's not like there were some weaklings somewhere but this man caught them and tore them into pieces like paper because of the spirit of God he said the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God next and behold thy cousin Elizabeth she had also conceived a son in her old age and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Next. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. This is our verse for the year. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Everybody say, with God, nothing 
shall be impossible. Say it again. With God, nothing shall be impossible. And then the verse 38, which activated the whole thing. He said, and Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. The angel departed because he knew the work was done. He knew the process had begun. Hallelujah. I told you during the Easter service that all that happened was that a word, a portion of scripture was given to an angel, a messenger of God to deliver unto Mary. And all she had to do was to accept the word. For the word to become flesh. For the word to start growing. For the process to begin. That is why it's good to shout amen in the house of God. When a word is delivered by a messenger of God. Because all that Mary did by saying, Be it unto me. Be it unto me is King James English. Be it unto me means let it be. Which is also amen. So Mary just said amen. To, Sam, so to Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 which was delivered by a messenger from God hallelujah today may every word of God concerning your life come to pass amen. your amen is activating some things your amen is causing some flesh to come upon the world your amen is causing things to change in your favor oh there may be just a few days left in 2019 there may be places where you are down there may be places where things have not gone the way you want it to do there may be places where things are just going in circles. But as you shout amen this morning, may the Holy Ghost bring things into alignment into your church. May things come into alignment with the will of God for your life. If you believe that it's your person, shout amen. Hallelujah. Just an amen. Change the destiny of the entire world. We are a result of an amen shouted by a virgin many years ago. Hallelujah. So the moment she said amen, the word started growing flesh. Pregnancy took place there and there. Bah, like that. The word started gaining flesh. Started the process. So you realize that the thing started in the garden of Eden. Isaiah saw it prophesied. Other prophets prophesied it in different ways, but Isaiah was the main prophet God used to prophesy the coming of the Messiah. The angel visited her. But it's not like immediately after the angel left, Jesus came. It was still part of the process. Hallelujah. That's how, that's how God does his things. Say it again. That's how God does his things. You see, the crux of this message today is that in this year of possibilities, there are certain things you have trusted God for and you haven't seen it yet. There are things you believe God for at the beginning of the year. There are things you, you wrote down. There are things you were sure in your spirit that by the end of this year, it would have come to pass. And you haven't seen it yet. This one, I'm telling you, this is what God told me to tell you. You should know me by now. I'll open my mouth to say God said when I, I fear that thing. To say God said when God hasn't said. The Lord told me to tell you that the fact that you haven't seen the manifestation doesn't mean the process hasn't started. What is most important in the whole thing is for the process to be activated. As for when it will manifest, leave it into the hands of God. But I can assure you that 
that the process has begun in the spirit and in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, there will be a manifestation of that which God has said concerning your life. That's my message. I finished preaching. You may not, the fact that you have not seen it. After Mary received the word, there was nothing to show that, I mean, she was pregnant. But I believe if you had done a UPT that moment, it would have been positive. Because the word has started in, in her belly. She probably didn't feel nausea immediately. Morning sickness, nothing. She was fine walking around. And so at the point in time, she was like, hey, this angel girl, was I hallucinating? Was I seeing things? And I going to eat something and I was just seeing bright lights and stuff like that. The process had just begun. The process had just begun. And I want to tell you the process has begun. When we say the year of possibility, what it means is that the year that the possibility was activated in your life, there are some of the things you will see them in 2019. There are others, it is next year that you see. There are others that is in 2021. But the good thing is that the process has begun. And in the fullness of time, you shall see the manifestation of that word, that which God has said. God is not a man that he will lie. He will never lie to you. Sometimes the problem is that we are too impatient to submit to God's processes in our lives. Mary's impossibility problem was solved that day because she had doubt in her mind. Some of you, at the beginning of the year, as soon as the steam was launched, the impossibility problem was solved. But in the fullness of time, you shall see the manifestation of that day. This is what God asked me to come and tell you today. Don't doubt God. You see, when we say, oh, this is our year, you expect that everything will happen this year? No. Some of you, your marriages were sealed this year. But the fact that you are not married at the end of this year doesn't mean it's been sealed. It's been sealed. It's sealed. It's, it's sealed. It's sealed. You think all the anointings you received in this year were useless? You received Mashak anointing. You received Shuk anointing. You received Balal anointing. You received Minshak anointing. And you received Dashen anointing. Maybe your bank account after the Dashen oil was poured upon you. Maybe your bank account is even worse. <laughs> it's even worse at the end of the year than it was in the beginning. <laughs> It doesn't mean God lied to you. Hallelujah. There is a process that has begun. Oh, I said there is a process that has begun. There is a process. There is a process. And in the fullness of time, it will manifest. God could have chosen to bring Jesus the next day after the Garden of Eden problem. It would have been a very, very simple matter. Just two people to say, why should God wait for the world's population to accumulate into billions before bringing Jesus? There are a lot of times in Bible history that you think, ah, this could have been a good time for Jesus. Can you imagine Jesus coming at the time of Elijah and Jesus and Elijah on the scene at the same time? Oh, won't that be powerful? Or Jesus and Moses? The world couldn't have contained them. In fact, everybody will repent. Hallelujah. Why didn't Jesus come before Abraham? And Abraham went and made the mistake with Ishmael. And now we have a large population of people following something else. Why didn't Jesus come at that time? 
if you gave me the chance, I'll say, Jesus should have come in our time. Because I think his ministry would have been easier. With WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, Skype. I mean, come on. Can you imagine Jesus raising Lazarus and somebody was there with their smartphone to film it live? Who will not believe? There are people who say the things we say in the Bible are just stories. Somebody just sat down and hit his head and when hit your head small, then a story will come and they just put it together. Imagine we have smartphones. So somebody came, he took the thing and circulated it on WhatsApp. And we filmed the thing looking at Lazarus' decaying body. And suddenly the man just rises like, who will not believe in Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. But God has his own timing. Hallelujah. And we need to respect God's timing. We need to respect God's timing. Even miracles that are supposed to be instant. When you look at a lot of Jesus' miracles, there was process involved. There was process. His first miracle, which was turning more time to wine, he gave an instruction. He said, pick barrels. Process one. Fill it with water. Two. But even though when the process started at home, because he had to practice at home, hallelujah. His mother initiated the miracle. That means the mother had seen some skirmishes at home. So the whole thing started way before it culminated in that miracle at the wedding at Canaan. There times he gave instructions, stretch forth your hand. There times he had to do some concoction of saliva and, and, and sand to, to make my process. So God believes in processes. Hallelujah. Sometimes we are just not patient enough like we God, I want it and I want it now. Can you imagine you are cooking rice? You feel like eating rice and stew. You get home and you are impatient. Say, bring me the rice. He said, which one? Say, bring me the rice. And they bring it to you and there's rice water. Some of you, you want to eat rice water. Be patient for the rice to burn. Hallelujah. Be patient. Be patient. The thing is on fire. Beans takes longer to cook than rice. Some of you, the things on your wish list for 29, it is beans. It is not yam. But you put on the fire and turn and come back and the thing has become soft. It is beans. beans. The thing has to be on fire for a long time. And say, God, give it to me now. And you get the thing and you are chewing gravels. You know when beans has not cooked well? It's, it, it, it tastes like, it's like gravels. You are chewing gravels. Tell somebody, be patient. Be patient. Allow God to go through the process with you. Hallelujah. It's important for us to submit ourselves to God's process. David and Saul, the difference between them is that Saul just became a king all of a sudden. There was no process. He didn't go through anything. The difference between the first Adam, which is the one in the Garden of Eden, and the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ, is that the first Adam became big overnight. Who of you want to be big overnight? Today, tomorrow, I'm big. Adam became big overnight. He never stayed in anybody's womb. He doesn't know what breastfeeding is like. 
some people that when I go to heaven, I'm going to carry out a research to locate Adam and Eve. All I'm going to do is that I'll ask everybody, let me see, Ambelikos. There are only two people who don't have an Ambelikos, belly battle, Adam and Eve, because they never stayed in anybody's womb. And when I identify them, I'll ask them, come and you made all of us suffer like that. You couldn't. <laughs> Adam became big suddenly. God said, no, with the second Adam, I'm not going to make that mistake. Honestly, God could have just chosen to let Jesus appear from the sky. A big man shining. Nice robes, you know. Who would not believe? Who would not believe? Born in a place like Jerusalem. Not a small, insignificant town like Bethlehem. And to live in Nazareth. Where somebody is that can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Thank God Christ came out of Nazareth. I don't know where you came from. I, I don't know what your background is. Maybe people are saying, oh, people from this area, they never become big. But just as Jesus defied the laws, defied the human laws, and broke out of Nazareth, and is the most popular person who ever walked on earth, more books have been written about him than any individual. May you break out of the confines of your background, and may you become a beacon and a light to your generation in the name of Jesus. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? God could have chosen to, to bring Jesus Christ through a rich, influential family. Not a carpenter's son, Joseph's son. Daddy was like, hey, why, God, why didn't you let Jesus come through Joseph of Arimathea? Rich man, dusted man. But he chose the poor carpenter and his wife. God chooses the families we come from. In spite of what the destiny is. Look, if you have Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, you will break out. You, you will break out. No matter what the limitations are, you will break out. And now we celebrate it. The whole world doesn't work. 25th December. Because of this man. Somebody said God's process. We need to submit ourselves to God's process. Saul became big. One day he was looking for donkeys. The next day he had a crown on his head. How can you succeed like that? You have not been through any process. You've not been through anything. One day you just become big like that. God can just decide tomorrow that you will get $50 million. So he can do it. God can do it. God can do it. For some of you, the process has begun. Hallelujah. And God is preparing you to be able to handle the $50 million. Because if it comes right now, some of the decisions you take. You know the blessing can become a hindrance in your life. It can become a hindrance in your life. When David was being chased, he was a, what do you call it, a fugitive. This is, this is, he never went for anybody's wife. David. When he became comfortable. <laughs> Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. When the man became comfortable, now Charlie Pali is no more sleeping in caves and looking behind the whisk. That guy was comfortable. When it was time for war, instead of going for war, he was taking a walk on the rooftop. 
<laughs> Pippin David. <laughs> Some people said Bathsheba. Why was she bathing outside at that time? Bathsheba was just being free because all the men were supposed to be fighting. Hallelujah. The men were not supposed to be, they were supposed to be on the battlefield. But one man decided that right now I'm comfortable like I've killed Goliath. You know, what are you talking about? I've conquered nations. I'm sitting on the throne. Charlie, I've raised sons. I've raised sons. Go and fight. Go and fight. Go and fight. Let me, let me, let me be comfortable. Let me just relax. Hovering on the rooftop. And he saw, he said, hey, hey, hey. My eyes have beheld the creation of the Lord. Sometimes the, the blessing itself can be a hindrance. And so God has to activate it in the spirit and then take you through a process. And in the fullness of time, when you have submitted yourself to God's process, everything just comes together nicely like that. Comes together nicely. Some of you, the married people we are praying for, it's been activated though. But God has to take you through some process. You understand what I'm saying? There are some character traits that must be cut off. And dealt with. So that in the fullness of time, when everything comes together, the Bible says he makes all things beautiful in his time. His time. When you rush ahead of God, you will chew, what do you call it? Beans that hasn't been well cooked. The government one day is cooked though. The one in that corner there is very, very nice. I used to eat it when I was a student. <laughs> the one by the total station. <laughs> Even now, brother, at times I sit down like, look, I miss those days and I send people to go and buy me that beans. Hallelujah. Please don't tell my wife, is she around? <laughs> there are times you need to remember the past a bit, amen? That's why we celebrate birthdays. To submit ourselves to God's process. But David went through the process. He was anointed once. Saul was anointed once and he became king immediately. God said, You, it will be a different procedure. Anointed once, he went back not to go and sit on the throne, but to go and tend sheep. To learn how to protect. To learn how to be there for the people that you are leading. To know how to control people. So stubborn she busy said, come on, move into life. This, 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 this. Organizing them. Hey, today you are grazing here, not here. The process. Anointed the second time to her, he didn't sit on the throne. He became the head, just, just one part of the kingdom. It was after the third anointing, which had spanned like decades after the first one, that David finally sat on the throne. That was the secret of David's success. The process. Somebody say the process. If even Jesus went through the process, he didn't appear in the sky. He stayed in the womb. We are not told Jesus was born prematurely, so he, he probably nine months stayed there, fourteen years, and was born. And he didn't grow into a teenager three days after he was born, because God was saying, "Oh, souls are perishing. The world must be saved. There are too many blind people." There are too many cripples. I said, wait and grow like anybody else. Start studying the word. So 12 years, the man was loaded in the word. He could sit with the scribes and argue like, oh, this guy, there's something in him. Somebody would have expected that 12 years, you could debate the scribes in the word. You should start preaching immediately. I took another 18 years. 
a ministry of three and a half years to 30 years of preparation of process why are you in a hurry why do you want to jump out of the lost quiver too many people are jumping out of the lost quiver Isaiah 49 it tells us that word he said I've made you as a, 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 a sharpened arrow anybody God calls is like an arrow in the hands of God but you see the thing is that an arrow can never send itself an archer must place you in a bow and fire you so there are people who are sending themselves and you see in that scripture he said you have made me like a polished arrow and he didn't say you, you sent me immediately he said and you placed me in your quiver you stay with others, other arrows and you sit there and watch the archer pick an arrow one that you are probably even sharper than and put that, that, that arrow in the bow and fire and you are like hey, Charlie, me is it that I'm not anointed? Why am I not getting preaching invitations? Why is it that they are not making me lead song and every time me I'm at the back? Why is it that nobody is inviting me to come and give exhortation and to lead prayer meeting? It is a quiver prayer. Hallelujah. Stay in the quiver. In the quiver, you learn patience. In the quiver, you learn humility. Too many people are jumping out of the quiver. And you see, when you jump out of the quiver, there are only two directions you go. When you jump, you will seem to be going up. And then immediately, the force of gravity, bam, you are down. That is what is happening to a lot of people's callings. That is what is happening to a lot of people's ministries. We are in a hurry to be big. We are in a hurry to be seen. And so we jump out of the quiver. Immediately it looks like, hey, who is this? The person is gifted. This, 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 this. When you see any ministry that just blossoms like that and falls, most of the time, the people have gone ahead of God. They've gone ahead of God. You must learn to stay in the quiver. Joseph started dreaming dreams. He saw himself, his whole family bowing down before him. It didn't happen the next day. He had to go through the process himself. Went through the pit. But you see, when the hand of God is on you, wherever you get to in the process, no matter how harsh the environment is, the favor of God will speak for you. The hand of God upon your life will speak for you. It will be evident wherever you go. Joseph in Potiphar's house was made slave prefect of the house because they realized no, there was something about this guy anything he touches just works like that prison too they made him prefect in the prison head of all the prisoners they realized no, there was something about that man and in the prison joseph would have said look it was dreams that got me into trouble in the first place i don't want to have anything to do with dreams again but when the people brought their dreams he still interpreted there are times in fulfilling your ministry you face setbacks. Things will not go the way you expect it to go. You believe you have a prophetic gift. You went and gave somebody a prophecy. You are called a kosher. The person said, no. I don't have a local name. I'm called Ernestina. Valentina. <laughs> something, something, something. I was nowhere near. It doesn't mean you should stop prophesying. Hallelujah. You lead the worship and you, you do some kill flat somewhere. And it changes the whole atmosphere for the negative. It doesn't mean you say, no, that is not my calling. I don't have the anointing for it. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep doing it, keep keep walking in the grace that God has 
given unto you. You try a business, it doesn't work. It doesn't mean you should give up and say, this is not my calling. I, I don't have the anointing to do business. He says, occupy till I come. There is a profession that says, do business till I come. You don't give up when you fall. The Bible says, seven times the righteous man shall fall, and seven times he shall rise again. Prophet Micah said, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall rise again. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Setbacks are part of the process. They are part of the process. I don't know anybody in the Bible who had it smoothly. From Moses to Elijah to Elisha to Jesus Christ himself, who was God walking on him. He didn't have a smooth. Look at the things Paul went through. Shipwreck here. Beaten by a snake here. All sorts of things. There was a time they beat him and left him for dead. He didn't say, Charlie, I have to learn the, the principle of self-preservation. If I continue this way, I'll die young. But he continued to persevere in ministry. May the spirit of perseverance come upon you today. That even when there are setbacks, you will not stop in your tracks. When the business fails, try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Probably all you have to do is you just listen to God for spiritual instructions. They were fishing on a certain side. They were not making it. Jesus came and said, move it onto the other side. Look, when divine timing coincides with obeying spiritual instructions, there is an explosion of miracles. There's an explosion of miracles. When Jesus and Peter needed money for the tax, the thing was in the mouth of a fish. I told you here that that money wasn't new money from anywhere. Jesus won't cause inflation by creating new notes. If God is going to bless you with money, it's going to be money that is already in the system. You just have to listen to him and, and obey instructions and position yourself strategically to receive that money. Hallelujah. He won't create new money and place it into your bank account. No, you'll be causing inflation. The governor of the Bank of Ghana will not be happy with it. So that money in the mouth of the fish probably fell from the pocket of somebody who was sailing. And the fish was there at the right time to catch it before it fell onto the ground. How do I know that money didn't fall onto the ground? I know because if it had fallen onto the ground, the fish would have had time to examine it and realize that this is not food. And you won't swallow it. Be there at the right time, he thought it was a breakthrough. Bah, swallow the right, mm, my money had the money, <laughs> swallow the wrong thing. And when the matter came and the tax master was on there, Jesus, Peter, pay your tax now, or I'll put you in jail. He released another spiritual instruction. He said, Take a hook. And this time around, he was giving spiritual instructions about fishing to a fisherman. A carpenter giving spiritual instructions so I can come to you choir, even though I can't sing, and give you instructions that will make your singing better. A carpenter instruction. Take a hook. I'm sure in Peter's mind, Charlie, we need money. Who can only catch one at a time? But you see, yesterday's instruction was cast your net onto the other side. Yesterday's instruction will not be the same as today's instruction. That is why you need to be sensitive in the spirit and, and be constant in the spirit and communicate with God at all times. First, it was a net. This time, it is a hook. That means you are catching only one. Can you imagine if Peter had said, 
Submitting yourself to God's timing. Hallelujah. And say, so, biological clock is ticking. Biological clock is who created the ovaries? Who created the, the uterus? Who created the sperm? It is in the hands of God. And Bible has stated clearly, children are not a result of sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. It says children are a gift from God. It's as simple as that. Oh, my biological clock is ticking. It's to become difficult to give the people. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The right time in the fullness of time, the Lord shall come through for you. Put your hands together for the Lord as we stand to our feet. Hasn't this been the shortest? <laughs> clap for me now, clap for me now. My words are you. <laughs> we just want to pray a simple prayer this morning. The Lord, if even Jesus submitted himself to the process, Lord, I need the grace. I'm not bigger than Jesus. I'm not more important than Jesus. Give me the grace to submit myself to the process. Just lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. And some of you must even apologize to God for your unbelief. For speaking as if God has lied to you. And at the beginning of the year, yes, you expected this to happen and it's not happening. Maybe you've even said some things to God. God is saying, God, I'm sorry. I realign myself to your purpose. I realign myself to your purpose. I realign myself to your purpose. I'm sticking to your plan. I'm not moving outside your plan. I'm not moving out of the algorithm. 
enemy you have run from her life in the name of Jesus in spite of the hardships in spite of the difficulties in spite of the drawbacks I am still fully in alignment with your will for my life in the name of Jesus lift up your voice lift up your voice if Jesus had to go through nine months in the womb had to wait and grow for 30 years even though you was astute in the world to start his ministry you are not greater than Jesus you must submit yourself to the process lift up your voice lift up your voice lift up your voice lift up your voice pray the Lord while I'm in the process while I'm in the process let my faith never waste let my faith never waste let my faith never wait, Lord. Let my faith never wait. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, lift up your voice. May I be like Mount Zion. That is unmovable, Mount Zion. That is unshakable. When the wind blows from the left, I will not shake. When the wind blows from the right, I will not shake. When the wind blows from the front and from behind, I will not shake. For thou, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory and the lifter up of my hands. Come on, lift up your voice and praise. Hey, those that trust in God, they are like Mount Zion. They are like Mount Zion. May the Lord bless stability in your spirit. May the Lord anoint you with stability. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes,
must link up with the right people. After Mary got pregnant, I believe people started giving her a lot of wahala. You that you are supposed to be a virgin, you are not yet married. How come your stomach is becoming big? I'm sure people said all sorts of things that discouraged Mary. I'm sure at the point in time she even considered an abortion. Because said, let me get rid of this thing so that people will stop talking. Don't think abortion only started recently. There are old, 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 old methods and leaves that they used to use in those days. of mind just go and kill this thing just just abort this vision and you'll be free it's giving you too much trouble have you seen it instead of listening to the naysayers and the fishing killers mary went and connected herself to somebody who was also carrying something i'm talking about elizabeth no you have to move away from visionless people people who don't have any purpose. You say, oh, I want to start this business. I believe it's the word. They'll say, mm. be humble. They tell you, be humble. You, this salary you are earning, isn't it enough for you? You are going to search for plenty. And the time you realize you have lost everything. Be humble. Small is beautiful. That's when they break proverbs. Traditional proverbs that are not biblical. I told you, some of the people on TV already, they don't go scripture. Come and stand there. Even John 316, you know here. All oh, this is uh, Somebody making a said, body will be fire. Two scriptures and let's say body will be fire. Move away from visionless people. Look for people who are also carrying something. And connect with them. Vision meet the vision leaps. That which was in the spirit, it left. There was a there was a movement and a shaking in the spirit. Spiritual anastomosis was taking place. There was a movement and a shift. First category of people you must connect with people who also are carrying something. What Elizabeth was carrying was related to what Mary was carrying because they were second cousins. Sometimes you have to look for somebody who is carrying something that is related to that which you are also carry. If it's a teaching ministry, look for somebody with a teaching anointing. If it's a prophetic ministry, look for some. If it is business, connect yourself with somebody who is carrying something that is related to that which you are carrying. In the third category, the Bible said Elizabeth had been six months pregnant before Mary got pregnant. That means Elizabeth was ahead of Mary in this process. Look for people who have gone ahead of you. Look for people who have been through the process that you are going through. Look for people who have been at the stage that you are now. Because I'm sure when Mary went with all her worry, she said, hey, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like vomiting. I feel like I'm going to die. Elizabeth will be like, no, you are not going to die. I've been through it before. This is how it feels. Just look for some ice. Just, just lick some ice. Just look for some cold water and drink. Make the pillow, you know, 45 degrees and lie on it. It will make the heart burn better. I'm talking about mentorship. Connecting with the right people. We're going to pray for these three categories of people. 
that God connect me with people who are also carrying something. Jesus. Too many people around you are visionless and are, they don't carry anything. They are the discouragers. They are the naysayers. They are those who will kill your vision and force you to abort it. May the Lord bring some Elizabeth your way. Jesus. People who are also carrying something. May the Lord bring you into contact with people who are carrying things similar to that which you are carrying. Amen. And may the Lord link you to mentors. People who will hold your hand and say, step this way, step that way. Don't go this way. Don't make the mistakes that I make. I make. You want to lift up your voice and say, Father, link me to these three categories of people. Lift up your voice. Give me prayer. Lift up your voice. Give me prayer. Lift up your voice. Give me prayer.
trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! 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 Overflow!